0: Just on the back of the video, there was an invitation. There's an invitation to every one of us, and we're going to get some laughs in a moment, but I just feel I need to say it. Some of you, this is the, probably the first and last time you're going to ever hear this invitation. And the invitation that came through probably three or four times was this. It wasn't issued by a man. It was issued by God, speaking through a man. And this is what he said, come as you are. And tonight, I want to say to you, we're going to give you an opportunity to just come as you are. To come as you are. I've been thinking about signs, labels that rest over people. Let me just take you to to a few funny uh, labels and uh, and, and signs in particular. Um, These were signs that were actually in churches, real, real life church signs. And uh, this is the first one. It says, now is, is a good time to visit. Our pastor is on vacation. I don't know what that says about the pastor, but um, clearly they, um, they like him a lot. Okay, let's move on to the next one. It says there, do you know what hell is? Come hear our preacher. Well, I really hope that tonight isn't hell for you. These next 15 minutes... I trust that it will be joyous. Is the third one. Honk if you love Jesus. Text while driving if you want to meet him, okay? And uh, we are in no way advocating you to text and drive at the same time. And I don't know whether we've got a fourth one. It says there, we welcome the good, the bad, and the ugly. How about that, Paul, being on the side of the building, eh? Looks just like John Wayne as well on the side there. We welcome the good. The bad and the ugly. Signs. Labels. People use signs because they wanted to get people's attention. And labels are used to identify a certain product or a certain fabric or whatever it may be. But the thing is this. What I've realized is as I've reflected on this and as I've prepared myself for this evening, there are labels that actually are placed on people. I'll come to that in a moment. But when I look at the story of Christmas, I want you to get out of your mind the glitz and the softness of little baby Jesus, little baby Jesus. And we saw it a little bit there in a lovely crib, all white and, and everything else. I want to tell you this story. I don't read it like that. I don't read the Christmas story like this. You know what I like about the Christmas story? I see the Christmas story as really being very gritty, very earthy. You know, what happened in the Christmas story is that God actually could have left us to ourselves. We were making an absolute mess of things of this world. We really were. But God, out of His great love for mankind, that includes you and me, it's not just that generation, this generation, because of His great love for us, he said, what I need to do is I need to send heaven's best to earth. So I need to send him from the comfort of heaven to the dirt of earth. I read the Christmas story through that lens. I read the Christmas story through the dirt and the, and the grit where God gets down and gets dirty amongst us. This morning I spoke about how, you know, the new phrase for get down is dabbing. Is that better? Okay. Is that a bit better, Josh? No, I'm not quite sure. Okay. A number of you haven't got any idea what we're on about. Who, put your hand up if you know what dabbing is. I'm not talking about the dabbing on your thing, okay? We're going to have a, probably a dab offer sometimes, okay? Dad Dab, that's what I'm going to set up a new rock band. Dad Dab, okay? Me and Paul are going to be there, aren't we, Paul? We could do this, no problem. Andy, you will join us? No, you're not calling cool off Andy. No, you are calling cool off Yeah, You are. I'm joking. Hey, Andy, I've been, I've been told I'm very uncool with this dabbing and on all the rest of it the reality is this let me get get to it Jesus came amongst us and got down amongst us and got down amongst the dirt of mankind and he uses this story this Christmas story with people who are full of labels there's labels over people we've seen two illustrated tonight the shepherds their label on them was that they were poor they were lowly. They, they had nothing really anybody would be interested in. They were possibly uneducated. There's another label. You know, they, they, they lived out in the fields. They, they, were, they were touching unclean animals and things. Labels. But then we see another group of men in the, in the gospel Christmas story. Then we see some wise men who obviously were rich. Because they would present gold, frankincense and myrrh. Wouldn't you wish that they were your uncle? Hey, They'd be great gifts. They would. Tell you, you know, Nathan, that PS4, you'd definitely get that off one of those kinds of uncles. Okay. They were rich. Another label. They were educated. Another label. They were clever. There's another label. All these labels that are consist of this Christmas story. But let me give you another label. It's not a person, but it's a place. A barn. See, Jesus was born in a barn and God did this all on purpose. You may say, you know, did He really do it? I'll tell you, everything was orchestrated by God because He wanted to come to earth. He wanted to show you and me tonight. He wanted me to tell you tonight that this is why He came. He came for all the labels of the world. Anybody that's ever been labeled with those things, He's come for you. And there are people here who have actually been homeless. You've lived on the streets. And you see, Jesus was living in a barn, and we got all this coziness. Always a nice barn. Listen, for a period of time, they were homeless. Nobody could take them in. There was no room for them at the inn. They were homeless. They were also refugees. They were on the run. Read the follow-on story. And they had to scarper from the place because they were going to be killed. Jesus was going to be killed. All these labels that come into this story. That's why I love this Christmas story. That's why I've got a renewed passion to want to tell the story tonight. To each and every one of you. And to give the invitation that we've heard through the video. Come as you are. Because listen to me tonight. Some of you have got those, all those labels that have been written over your life. I can still go back to a time in my life. I was at the school in St. John's when it was still a school in Mansfield. Middle of Mansfield. I won't mention the teacher, just in case she's still alive, or she may listen to our podcast, I don't know. But I genuinely, sincerely mean this. I hadn't created any issues for this teacher, which was unusual for me, but I hadn't. But I remember writing on my report, I quote, and I could take you to it, I find Christian a silly boy who behaves rather badly at times. Label. 35 years later, I still can remember the label that that woman wanted to put on me. Listen to me. What labels are on you? What labels have people put over your life? Maybe you're an adulterer. You've had an affair and it's been written over you forever. It may be that you're a thief. You're a criminal. You've been in prison. It may be that you're a drug addict. Maybe you're an alcoholic. It may be you're rich. Maybe you're posh. Maybe you're clever. Maybe you're stupid. What labels have people put over your lives? So I want to tell you, every single label that people have put over your life, God wants to take by the power of His Spirit. And He wants to put a new label over your life. He wants to put a new label over your life. Some of you have been living here with those labels written over your lives for 10, 15, 20 25 years and that's why God came in the dirt of the story in the narrative of of life he comes and he tells this story the way that he tells it he could have done it through a palace he could have done it through princely robes he could have done it through all that but he came in the dirt and the grit of the world in which we live and that's what I want to speak to you tonight about Because this is what it says in Luke chapter 2 and verse 8 through to 11. It says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone about them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. For all the people, we're British and we hate doing this, but I want you to judge, nudge your neighbor next to you and say, did he say all? And then go to your second choice, who you didn't do in the first, and just say, did he say all? I want to just read this again to you because it's so important. I don't want to to assume everybody's got this. This is so, so important that sometimes we read things and we're not really understanding them. We're not getting into it. This is what the angel said to these shepherds. He said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. Let me say, Jesus coming to the world is good news. It's good news. That will bring great joy. Great joy. Some of you are not filled with joy. You're filled with heartache. I want to say the purpose of God coming to the earth is that he will bring great joy and it will be good news to your heart tonight, even tonight. And this is the point. This is the point that I want you to understand. Pete, it was for everyone. He said for all people. You, sir. For you. Lou, for you. You, sir. Everybody. Was he saying, no, it's just for Caroline. It's just for Stephen. No, he didn't say for a few select people. He didn't say for a few special people. It said for all people. This coming of Jesus is not just for those who have the label of goody two shoes. Those people who have the label of they're religious. God came for everyone. Whether you've been in church for hundreds of years or whether you've never been to church before, He came for you. And as we receive Him, as you come, as you are, and as you receive him, it will become good news to your heart and it will bring great joy to your life. You see, some people say, oh, I can't possibly come. Let me just say two things to you. And this is what I really love because I honestly, I'm getting, I don't feel old, but I'm getting older. And the real, what I've realized is Isaac said something earlier. He says, is it true, dad? Every moment of every day, you're getting nearer to your death. It was a really sobering thought. I said, well, that's true, son, actually. This was over lunchtime. I said, that's absolutely true. So I suppose I'm nearer to my death than I was before. Lovely thought. Thanks, son. When I was 20, I just thought I had all these years ahead. And who knows now what time we have. So I want to just say it in without any aggression but I want to tell you the truth because I don't know who's who's listening to me tonight and I don't know whether I'm going to get another opportunity to say it to you and I don't know whether you're going to have another opportunity to ever respond to this message so I want to take my opportunity now and I am really, really sorry first of all for the way that the church has behaved not this church the church generally because it hasn't been come as you are it's get your life sorted out then we'll accept you and I want to say that's not the kind of church that we're seeking to build here People are on journeys. People are on different faith journeys, you know, towards God. But they're just trying to make sense of their lives. Some people come really wrecked and really broken. Some people come addicted. Some people come with abuse. Some people come in an Armani suit and look like they've got it all together. But this is the point that I want to say to you. The first thing is this. God loves and accepts you just the way you are. Just the way you are. It says in there's a passage, there's a verse in a book of the Bible called Timothy, and it says this Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And then the writer of this verse says, Of whom? I'm the worst. He honestly felt that he was the worst of sinners. Describes him as being a violent man, a blasphemer, aggressive. It was all these kinds of things. In fact, he was, he was stewarding. The man who wrote this stewarded over. He was making sure that the first Christian martyr happened. They stoned a man for the faith. And he was making sure it was done. This was before he came to faith. And this man writes, I came into the world to save sinners of whom... I am the worst. See, God loves us just as we are. He accepts us just as we are. But many of us think we've got to behave to get to God. So we'll change the way we dress. I'm so glad. I mean, lovely. bring reference to Terry. I knew I could have I'd have put money, I said to him, I'd have put great money on Terry wearing a tie tonight. He always does it leading up to Christmas, and it's lovely with a nice waistcoat. And there's John who always wears a lovely, lovely tie. And probably my father-in-law would say, I wish my son-in-law would smarten himself up a bit. But the reality is, John likes to wear a tie. I like to wear this. What I'm basically saying is, just come as you are. I'm not bothered what you look like. I mean, please put some clothes on, for goodness sake. <laughs> please, you know... Did you see that story of that guy who was trying to go through an airport and all he had was, was tight speedos on? Did you see it in the press this week? Oh, dear me. I want to want to be sat next to him. I can tell you that now. You're reaching down. You've dropped something. Oh, dear me. again. You know, anyway, but there we go. Yeah, terrible. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? Let's move on quickly. Come as you are. Whether you want to wear a nice suit, whether you want to wear just jeans, just come. As you are. Don't try and behave your way to God. You know, behavior isn't going to get you to God. There's only one thing that's going to get you to God, and that's belief. Let's just take that verse, shall we, in Romans chapter, chapter 10 that it says there So if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be what? You'll be what? You'll be saved. It doesn't say if you behave. It says if you believe. What are we believing? Believing that he exists. Believing that Jesus came to earth to save me. A a mess, broken. All the things that we've heard, the descriptions on the video. All those things. Yeah, I was all those. Full of fear, full of insecurity, full of jealousy. Full of trying to win approval. All those things that we're all trying to live. Trying to behave to God. And God says, don't try and behave to me. Just believe. Just believe. Just put your trust in me tonight. And you will be... So God loves and accepts you just the way you are. But the second thing that I want to say, my final thing is this. Because it's really important that you understand this. But God loves you too much to leave you as you are. I have four children. We have four children. Babies, fill Nappies. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Any parents here? Any grandparents here? Give me a wave if you know what I'm talking about. They fill nappies. You know, when my children filled, na- filled nappies, I didn't fall in love with them when they were clean and then fell out of love with them when they were dirty. I loved them and accepted them in their stink and in their mess. I know it's a bit graphic, but I'm just trying to help you because we'll all understand this. I, 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 am, I, am I going somewhere? Yeah, you all understand. I still love them, but I love them too much leave them in the stink. So God loves and accepts us just as we are. But here, that's the grace. And grace is God giving to us that which we don't deserve. But here's the truth. Because Jesus is full of grace and truth. He loves you too much to leave you as you are. That means to say he's going to get deep into your life if you will give him room. And if you will allow him, he's going to begin to change you. It's not about a set of rules and regulations. It's the reality of the next step, the discipleship journey, the journey towards God. God is going to start to do some new things in you. There's going to be some new mindsets. There's going to be some heart changes. There's going to be some adjustments it's going to take. It's not about doing this and not doing this and you can do and you can't do. He's going to begin to do His work in you. So with this label, yes, you're going to exchange, you're going to give to God, and He's going to give you a new label. But for those who are going to accept this invitation of coming as you are, I want to just say in conclusion that God will bring a change to your life. It will demand a change. I don't want to make this too easy for people tonight. It will demand a change. It will demand a change. You won't be able to do it on your own. Only God can help you with this. But it will require A change. It will require a 180 degree turn from where you are going, pleasing yourself, to now pleasing and walking towards God. Come as you are, but God loves you too much to leave you as you are. I want to finish with this. You see, the cost of following Jesus is that we recognize the story continues from Christmas into Easter and there's the connection 30 years later that Jesus lived this life and He did amazing miracles. Amazing miracles. And He lived the perfect life. And He hung upon a cross. So He became the sacrifice for your and for my sin. Because we've all sinned and we've all messed up. But this is the point. He died so that we can live. But this is the cost of following Jesus. You see, someone has said this, we want to be saved, but we insist that Christ do all the dying. That's a very powerful statement. So in the invitation of coming to God, He accepts us as we are and loves us, but He's also going to begin to speak to us. He's also going to bring some change and there's going to be some dying to some things. And let me say this, some of those things... That you know in your heart that you're going to have to die to, they're not doing you much good anyway. What I realize is when I talk with people more and more and more, they say, Where is my life headed? People who are taking drugs, we have them all over the life of our church. People who are sleeping around. Josh and the team dealing with young people who think that that's just the way to live, because that's what everybody tells them. Just, you know, we're in now, eat, drink, and be merry. Just do what you want. But even young people are speaking to these guys and saying, you know what? In all of this, I'm empty. Because nothing, nothing fills the hole. Nothing fills that void in our hearts. Only Jesus. And that is why Jesus came to this world. So, the invitation that I want to bring to you all tonight is come as you are. And in a moment, I'm going to ask you, on each chair, there's a pen and there's a label. And there's two things I'm going to ask you to do with it. Either, tonight, in a moment, as we bow our heads, someone am going ask Andy if he'll just jump onto the keys and, because we're drawing our service to a close and Stephen's going to come and do what he needs to do. But in a moment, there'll be an opportunity during the course of this evening as containers are passed by. Some of you may want to do this, some of you, none of you may want to do it. That's up to you. Maybe you're saying, you know what, Christian, there's been a label over my life that I want to give to God. It's not done me any good at all, this label. I'm not asking you to write your name on it, so I'm not asking you to disclose who it is. You may say, what's the point of that? You can't see it. No, but I believe God sees it. And God sees your heart. If that's you tonight, in a moment, whilst, you, whilst I pray, you might just want to take that pen just right on there and in a moment when the container bucket is going round you can put that in the second option is I want everybody don't just leave them there would you do just something for me take it with you just take it with you you might just want to reflect on it a little bit more have there been some labels that are unfairly been put over your life I could open this up further some of these labels are limiting you Some of these labels have plagued you. Some of these labels have pursued you like a bad smell. And God wants to take these labels from you and give you a new label that says that you are loved, that you are accepted, that you are forgiven. I wonder if we bow our heads. If you could say, Christian, would you pray with me? I need...